Can We Have It All, a business and lifestyle podcast for women solopreneurs and small business owners, inspiring you to build the business you truly want to with tips and insights to help you flourish. Infused with positive psychology and digital marketing, Can We Have It All is the reality behind my business alongside real life conversations with inspirational women who are building their own vision of success. Hosted by me, Hollywood, aka The Flourish Mentor and Coach. Hi everyone and welcome back to the podcast and this week I'm going to dive straight in to the age old question to niche or not to niche and I feel like this has come up in the last 12 years that I have been building a brand and a business online even before I knew I was doing that. So I started out as a blogger And as blogging became more of a thing and more people were doing it and it was starting to become kind of commercialized, it used to come up all the time. Should I have a niche? Oh my God, I don't have a niche. Only the people with niches are really successful. And that was a huge, huge part of my experience as a blogger. And the same question has come up throughout my experience as an entrepreneur and running my own small business as well. And I know it comes up with a lot of my clients and I'm guessing because you're listening today, it comes up with you too. So what is a niche? Well, in terms of business, it's a kind of specialised, focused part of your target market. So it's rather than being everything to everyone, it's being everything to a small Um, group of people. When I say small, it doesn't mean small in quantity, but a small part or a small fraction of that wider audience. So what I'd like to talk about today are some of the pros of niching, some of the cons of niching, and then I'm going to wrap up with what I kind of feel my opinion is on it. Having been someone who has gone through that journey myself, you know, I'll kind of tell you what I think. So let's start with the pros, the good things about kind of niching when you are a solopreneur or a small business owner. And I would say the biggest one is that it makes your messaging and your marketing way more specific. And I think when something is really specific, it's a lot easier. (laughs) You know, when you only need to focus on a handful of really key messages, it's a lot easier to create content because you kind of rotate the same topics again and again and you, you know, you're being super specific. Whereas when you have a more generalized audience, I think it becomes almost harder to create content because there's almost so much you could be saying at any one time. And, you know, anyone could be listening from any part of that industry or or, or target audience. And so how do you really kind of know what to say at any one time? So that would be my first thing. I think, you know, when you niche, it does become a bit easier to create content. And kind of following on from that, because it's easier for you to make content, because you're kind of, you know, speaking to quite a specific audience with a specific message, it actually by default makes it much easier for your target audience to find you because they're going to be looking for very specific things and chances are because it's quite niche 
you are one of a handful of people to present themselves or services or products to present themselves when they search. Whereas if you have a much broader message and a much broader audience, and a much broader target market, then anyone from any point at any point of that journey could be searching for you. And that's when it becomes harder to kind of show up. And that's what I guess niching does. It helps you differentiate yourself from the competition, from the rest of the market. It helps you show up in a crowd. And particularly if it's a busy marketplace, you know, niching or having a particular um, topic of specialism helps you stand out. You become that specialist. You become that expert in that very specific part of the market that you're in. And you know, that can really, really work to your benefit. And because you can become this specialist and this kind of expert in this niche area, generally speaking, most specialists can charge more. Because you're only working with a certain portion of your audience in a very specific way, then chances are those people are going to be at a certain point of their journey, their intent is going to be much more focused as well, they're likely to spend more money with you. You know, they are looking for a very specific thing to fill a very specific gap. And if you have that niche and you're offering it, they're going to pay more than a very generalised thing. So if we look at some of the cons then to kind of tackle those pros, if you niche too early you do run the risk of getting boxed in. So if you niche too early, people can end up associating you with only that one thing. And it can be harder if you decide that you want to pivot or change or add or take away from what you offer as a business and as a solopreneur or as a brand, then it can be really hard to re-educate that existing audience into coming along with you on that journey. So I would say if you niche too early, you do have the potential to get boxed in because it is just harder for people to see you for anything else. And along those same lines, it keeps you from testing and experimenting. So many of us solopreneurs are figuring it out as we go along. You know, lots of us might come out with a passion and an idea and a drive to do something, but often we're figuring out what actually works as a business and what business actually looks like and means to us. You know, so if you kind of niche right away, then arguably you're missing some of that kind of testing the waters phase, which is really exciting and can be the phase where actually you scrap loads of things and start again. You know, you experiment because you learn. You learn from your market. You learn what people want. You learn what feels good for you as a business and as an entrepreneur. And actually, by niching, you're kind of eliminating that process a little bit. And niching potentially doesn't allow for you to change, for you to develop You know, if you are somebody particularly who represents your business, whether you are a service provider, whether you're the face of your brand and your business, if you niche really early or, you know, niche full stop, it can potentially block the opportunity for you to change and to develop. And, you know, I think the beauty of running your own business is that it can 
and ultimately should change with you and your audience can come on that journey with you. So I'm guessing that probably hasn't cleared anything up for you whatsoever. So there are pros to niching and there are also some drawbacks to niching and I've experienced them myself. I've seen my peers experience them, my clients experience them. I've seen people go right in, hit the ground running with a niche and do super well and I've seen people niche down and then kind of alienate a a wider audience. I have seen people with no niche absolutely smash it and then people with no niche just you know coast along and become stagnant and really frustrated in business. So I feel like there isn't really a simple yes or no answer when it comes to niche or not to niche. But what I can give you is kind of some ideas and strategies that I feel kind of start to answer this question. So in my opinion, I don't think you have to niche right away. I think if you're a small business owner, a solopreneur, and you're starting out, I don't think you have to establish and lean into that niche from the get-go. I think it's more important to really know your ideal client and customer inside and out. I think that's way more important. So something I talk about with my one-to-one clients and my Flourish members um, and within my group programme is how important the first step of persona mapping really is. And I think persona mapping has got this a bit of a kind of lazy rep these days of like, you know, oh, we give our persona a name and we know what gender they are and where they're from and how much they get paid. That's part of it, yes, but that is only step one. When you truly know your IC, your ideal client, you know what makes them tick. You know where they hang out, what they like to do in their spare time. You know what makes them wanna get up in the morning, what makes them not wanna get up in the morning, what they are loving about what the world, what they are hating about the world. And you get to know and really have a feel for their drivers, their ambitions, their struggles, their fails, their frustrations and everything in between. And that knowledge doesn't come right away. Like we can all have an inkling, maybe if you've started a business because of a frustration or ambition or something that you felt, if you kind of in some way represent your ideal client, then you'll have a really good hunch, right? But until you start talking and asking other people and dipping your toe in the water and floating ideas and getting the response, it's really hard to to genuinely know that inside and out. So in my opinion, it's actually really hard to niche effectively as a small business or a solopreneur because you haven't tested the water enough yet and you don't know your ideal client inside and out. You know, I am eight, nine years into how my business looks, two and a half into kind of how it looks since a slight pivot. And I am still honing that. I am still finding out exactly who my ideal client is, what makes them tick and what they need from me. And that helps to inform my marketing message. And yes, from there, my marketing message then gets way more specific, gets way more in tune with what my ideal client need to hear and wants to hear. And therefore, arguably becomes more niche but it certainly wasn't something that started niche so I think the first step is getting to know your ideal client inside and out and then the next thing I think you really need to focus on instead of worrying about niche 
is to actually really nail your why and to really understand your mission. Like, why are you doing this? What changes do you want to see? What results do you want to bring? What legacy do you want to leave? Whatever that motivation looks like, it is way more important to be in tune with that because that will determine your marketing message, which will by default determine who's listening, than to think, oh my gosh, I need to fit into this very specific niche area of the market. If you know your mission and your values and your, you know, your why inside and out, by default, that attracts your ideal client and by default, that kind of, you know, um, sets you aside from the rest of the market anyway. So arguably, it's almost a way of niching without feeling like you're niching because you simply are so in tune with your mission and your values. And, you know, really closely linked with that is therefore your story. And it's being okay. And this may not be relevant for absolutely every small business owner out there, but I would say for most, there is a story. There is a story that you can tell in some way when you build your brand and through your marketing, there is a story that you have experienced that people will be able to relate to. And I would say the biggest kind of, you know, fail is a strong word, but probably fail and frustration that I see from clients is that they are not brave enough to be vulnerable and lean into their story. And actually it's that vulnerability and that leaning in that brings true connection. And this is like 100% if you represent your own brand or if you are a service provider. And it's probably super, super important, even if you're kind of a faceless brand or a product you know, at some point along the way, there will be a story that differentiates you from the rest of your market. And that is your niche anyway. That's your niche without even thinking about a niche. And I think if you can really lean into that, that's where you will start to see a far more engaged response because your ideal client gets it. They get it, they relate to it, or they feel seen, they feel heard, or they feel like they're now not the only one who's ever felt like that or experienced that. And you know, following on from that is something that I've really tried to stay true to throughout my business journey. And that is, you know, off the back of that kind of vulnerability, it's being really open book about your journey and maybe even taking your audience on that journey with you. So, you know, maybe you are figuring it all out. Maybe you don't know what your niche is. Tell your audience that. Let them help you. Let them be part of it. People love to feel like they are on a journey and part of the experience or they love to feel like they're valued and their opinion counts. So ask your audience, you know, ask them what they need. Tell them why you want to know. And I, because I think so much of the way business has grown over the years is, is behind closed doors. And that's why people don't understand it and they presume that you have to be a certain type of person and you have to market in a certain way to get customers. But that, my friends, is bullshit. Like, that's just not how it works now. You know, you can make your business in the way you want and you can market it in the way that works for you. And part of that may be that you take your audience on a bit of a journey with you. You let them into the process. I know that whenever I do that, my audience really responds. And I think it, by default, intentionally or not, just builds that know, like, and trust. You know, people feel like they're being trusted inside. 
that they're being let into a part of you that maybe would have been a secret 10 years ago, you know, before the beauty of social media. So I would say if you're somebody who's guilty of trying to make everything you do in your business look perfect or seem perfect on the outside, actually those glimpses of reality and vulnerability is often the bit that really gets the buy-in. I know even when you look at the biggest brands, when they fuck up or they make a mistake or, you know, they send something out with a typo and they own it or let us into it, you have far more, like you can relate to that more and you have far more respect for that than I think just presuming that everything, you know, is perfectly automated, perfectly run, super successful. You know, I just think, why not just be more open book? Why not be a little bit more vulnerable in your marketing and with your audience? I know and I feel like that's worked for me. And that, my friends, is a super quick kind of reflection on this age-old question to niche or not to niche and I hope that that's given you some insights and given you a bit of food for thought on whether it's something that you really need to be worrying about as much or whether you can reframe it slightly and take on some of the things that I've talked about to actually build the strength in your own brand message and the strength in your own values so that kind of by default you're niching anyway but without really really having to put a label on it because you know we don't all need a label we don't so I hope you've enjoyed that I look forward to seeing you at the next episode please do if you're listening on Apple give me a rating and a review it means the world I'd love for more people to hear the podcast and if you are wherever you are listening please do share with your friends if you know one person who might like to listen to this too I'd really appreciate it if you sent them the link and I love 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 for you to tag me on Instagram so if you are listening on a walk or you know in the office whilst you're doing some work please do take a little screenshot and tag me on Instagram because I'd love to see it thanks everyone and see you next time Thank you so much for listening to my podcast and I hope you enjoyed it. And if you found something useful and inspiring, then I'd really appreciate it if you could leave me a five-star review and a rating because it really helps other people hear this podcast too. And if you'd like to submit a question or a topic for discussion, then just send me an email. Find me and my business information, including how to join my growing online community of entrepreneurs and content creators, over on holly-wood.co.uk or over on Instagram. All the details about how to contact me and find me and follow me are in the show notes. Thank you. Have a fab week.